Chapter 12 An Unsuspecting Weed My life began with a blockage in my bladder that inhibited me from being able to urinate. The condition became even more severe because it was not until I was six months old that the doctors were able to diagnose my problem. As you can imagine, this is not ideal. As a result of this blockage, my kidneys and entire urinary system became severely damaged. Throughout my childhood, I frequented SickKids Hospital in Toronto for multiple appointments, surgeries, and infections I would acquire. By the time I was 13, my mom calculated I had undergone 15 surgical procedures. I grew up using a catheter to urinate via a tunnel connected to my bladder from an entry point that was created beside my belly button. I had to catheterize every three hours to empty my bladder, and I hooked up the catheter to a drainage bag when I would sleep. Now it's about every hour and a half that I catheterize. I have been catheterizing since I was five years old. I have had to experience many medical procedures and tests that were all carried out in order to maintain the damage that was done because of the blockage. In actuality, the blockage occurred in the womb during the early stages of development. Unfortunately, there were and continues to be no long-term solutions that would alleviate the damage that has been done, nor changes the way my urinary system functions. My health issues remain very complicated extending beyond a simple diagnosis or evaluation and continues to remain a multi-layered issue. I'm not going to discuss any more details of my childhood at this point. If you're really curious, you can read about it in my first book, Beautifully Simple. I explain in greater detail in part one of that book. My goal in discussing my health issues with you at this time is to provide the greatest example I have experienced in my life of what can happen when you surrender everything over to Jesus. Before I surrendered my life to Jesus, much of my time and energy was consumed with my health issues. The fears I entertained about dying was paralyzing. I was angry, confused, and disappointed. I never asked God why me, but I constantly asked Him why He would let my family suffer with me. When I encountered Jesus at 13, everything changed in my life. I experienced hope and love in a way that goes beyond words. It was powerful and transformational. As I mentioned in the previous chapter, I was absolutely head over heels for Jesus in high school, especially when I turned 16. That was mainly because it was when I was 16 that I was taught that God can speak to you directly, and that sometimes He speaks to us in ways that go beyond reading the Bible or talking about Him with others. Nothing He speaks would ever contradict His words in Scripture, but I was taught that God desires to speak to us intentionally and intently. These Jesus followers told me, it's not about if God is speaking, it's whether you are listening. If you remember from a previous chapter, this is when I felt like God asked me to give up music for a season. When I was 16, I was taught about surrendering and hearing God's voice, which was incredible to me. There were certain things I was taught that I wouldn't agree with now, but that's all part of the journey. Why I want to bring attention to the season of my life is because of what I've learned retrospectively from it. When I encountered Jesus and learned to hear from Him, so much of my time was dedicated to hearing from God and sharing the gospel with people through telling people my story of how I encountered God. When I encountered Jesus and learned to hear from Him, so much of my time was dedicated to hearing from God and sharing the gospel with people through telling people my story of how I encountered God. Now I don't have a problem with seeking God with everything you have. I hope that that fire in my heart that was sparked in that season and still hasn't burned out to this day, will never go out.
I love pursuing God with no motives or agenda other than to simply just be with Him. The challenge I have with that season of my life is that although I had a great passion to share Jesus with others through sharing my story, I now realize a lot of my subconscious motives in that season was that people would walk away hearing my story of suffering and thinking, wow, Josiah is amazing. I desired for people to look at my life and say, wow, that kid's inspiring. The problem that I have with this is even though I had been transformed in not letting my health problems dictate my life, I still very much let it define me. You see, even though it used to define me as being a failure, now it defined me as being special. I longed to be affirmed in that specialness from those who heard my story. Instead of letting God's word itself affirm me, I used my story in the quote-unquote name of sharing the gospel in pursuit of being affirmed of my significance. I searched for this significance all through my high school years and into my first couple years at university. Anyone and everyone who met me would hear me tell my story of suffering within our first three encounters together. I believe Paul when he declares that one can share the gospel with bad motives and God can still use it. I know God used my story in that season to encourage others but again, in hindsight, the Holy Spirit has shown me that even though I thought I was freed from my health issues, I was still very much a slave to it. I know God used my story in that season to encourage others, but again, in hindsight, the Holy Spirit has shown me that even though I thought I was free from my health issues, I was still very much a slave to it. I became a slave to my story, as opposed to living as a free son. I write all this because I have met so many people who, like me, their identity in Christ has been intertwined with their story so much that it becomes a weed that eventually sucks the life out of what you once had with Jesus. Is it important to remember where you came from? Absolutely. But our God is a God who is active and always doing a new thing. When we stay in step with Him in surrendering and walking in His way, the testimonies and stories we share should be new, not always old. We can sometimes get so caught up in what God did in the past that we miss what He's doing today. Not only that, but when we share the gospel, it needs to reflect God's glory, not our own. Even though it was unintentional, I realize now so much of what I shared was about my glory and not about God's. I'm going to be really honest right now. I am so tired of hearing Christians, and especially pastors, share their same four stories where God showed up in their life in the past. This makes absolutely no sense to me when we are followers of Jesus. John said if he recorded all the miracles and signs of the kingdom that were demonstrated by Jesus, there would not be enough room in any of the books to contain it. This did not stop when Jesus died, resurrected, and then ascended into heaven. If anything, it increased in the early believers because of their reception of the Holy Spirit. We are called to sing a new song. This does not mean we neglect the old, but we are constantly seeing God's character being revealed in our lives, that our response is to worship Him with fresh words. I believe this newness is directly related to the surrender to God. We stop seeing God move in our lives because somewhere along the lines, We've made his movement being tied to our affirmation of who we are as opposed 
to being an affirmation of who he is. Christians are notorious for this. How many times have you had conversations with followers of Jesus where you see this being the case? Let's be honest. A lot of the issues that come from leadership in the church, which directly has effect on the culture of the church. I am just as guilty of this, so I am not claiming this from a place of authority or expertise, but from a personal experience of participation. This breaks my heart because I hear and see so many followers of Jesus believe in their head and not in their heart that God's kingdom is among us through restoration, reconciliation, and redemption. Bill Johnson calls it practical atheism. He talks about how so many Christians live just like everyone else around them, yet they claim to believe in God. I know I am probably coming across as really harsh, but it's because I'm tired of seeing followers of Jesus quench the Holy Spirit and then complain about not seeing God move in their lives. Maybe God would move through our life if we stopped and realized that this life is not about us, but it's about Him. Every spiritual gift that is given to those who believe in Jesus is meant for the use of blessing others. Even the gift of tongues strengthens us so we are able to encourage others. I need to get over myself. We need to get over ourselves. Remember, surrendering is both an internal action and an external one. We internally surrender to God and it is externally revealed through the way we place others above ourselves. What would happen if we were people who were so consumed with seeing others experience a breakthrough in their life as opposed to seeking our own breakthrough? A sign of this if you are like me is whether within three encounters of meeting people they hear your entire story of suffering or of your story of overcoming. I know this may seem really bizarre to mention this as a weed, but I'm urging you that until you find your significance in who God is and who God says you are, you will always be a slave. You were designed to be a son and a daughter. That title, that identity needs to be the most important thing in your life beyond any title or achievement in your life. It changes the way you interact with others. No longer is it about being heard, seen, or understood. I will be the first to say I am not perfect in this, but oh am I growing. This doesn't mean that I don't share my story of suffering, but it does mean I'm very careful and prayerful before, during, and afterwards when I share it. Surrendering everything over to Jesus frees us from ourselves, which allows us to genuinely love God and others.